Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I pride myself on staying as fit as possible, but I know and have the capacity to do it all on my own. Today's guest is helping people get physically fit that might need a little bit of help. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, or maybe you have somebody who's in the special needs category, then you're gonna wanna listen to this one. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Plus. All right, ladies and gents, on today's episode of the Business Bros Podcast, we're exploring the world of fitness with and with special needs training. Our guest is, is has dedicated his life to improving the lives of those with special needs through health and exercise. With a background in special education and over a decade of coaching experience, this individual has a unique perspective on the importance of building relationships and teamwork in the special needs community. And workout gear, and let's get ready to learn how to make a difference in the lives of those around you, ladies and gentlemen. A former Titan, as well, so he used to teach at our school. Let's welcome to the show uh-huh. adaptive special needs trader, Mr. George Ortega. <laughs> All right, my friend, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a while. I've been working on this for a while. And uh, now we're at a point where I can start sharing this with other people where uh, we're reaching the lives of many people in the special needs community. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to be here and, and the privilege to be able to sit down and have this discussion with you. Man, let me uh, let me share a little bit of background for me. I've, I've never had uh, to personally deal with any ever around it has been in school um, because of our our special needs program here so every once in a while I would cover a class something like that and then about three years ago I had a nephew born with Down syndrome and it's been like eye-opening to see a whole different world of somebody who requires special attention but at the same time the love that they have like the way they project the, the, the emotions is it's it's completely different. Tell me about how you got into this space. How did you find this as your passion, as your journey? Uh, well, actually, uh, it, 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 was, it was something that I was born into in a way where I, when I was born, uh, you know, growing up, I, I had an uncle with special needs and uh, he he lived primarily with us when I was growing up in, you know, in elementary, middle school, high school. And, um, you know, that that kind of was like the world that I was brought into. So it wasn't something that um, that I had uh, encountered on my own. You know, it's something that, you know, that was that's been a part of my life uh, since, you know, since I was born and uh, growing up in middle school. uh, One of my older brothers uh, was a a special ed teacher as well. And in middle school, I was his uh, aide. One of my classes was to be an aide. And then when I went over to, to uh, high school, my older brother also went to the same high school uh, and uh, had a special ed class there. And then I was his aide in, at Montgomery High School. So, um, and then when I was growing up, 
when I started uh, working with uh, the population and, you know, not just because of my family member, but with other kids that were, were my peers. Uh, growing up in high school, I started taking uh, courses. I took a course uh, for uh, adaptive uh, um, uh, swim instruction. So I, you know, when I was 17 years old, I was teaching swim lessons uh, for people with special needs, uh, kids that were in elementary school. Um, and then from there, um, once I went to college, I, I, you know, I took I took a break working with people with special needs, but I, I didn't, you know, stop coaching. I still I still work with uh, with the youth. Um, and then after college, you know, I started uh, working at East Lake High School, and I was a men's water polo coach there, the, the girls' water polo coach there um, for many years. And then uh, from there, I started coaching Southwestern College, and I did that for about ten years. And then over time, um, when I, you know, started, you know, started working longer and longer, more years at East Lake High School, working with the special needs uh, classroom as a special ed teacher, and then uh, coaching. Um, you know, over time, I just started seeing a lot of my ex students in the community, and um, and for me to be able to, you know, to start working in, you know, in this field, I just combined what I do with coaching water polo, coaching, you know, the youth. And then my teaching with the special needs community, um, I decided to combine those two things and um, and start working with uh, special needs students now in the in the fitness field. Um, and then you know, and I ended up leaving uh, coaching. Uh, you know, I stopped I stopped teaching at the school, and um, you know, this passion in in a way just uh, was something that's always been instilled in me. Let me ask you about the special needs community because i think if if you're if you've never been around it um if you've never had experience with maybe a loved one in your family or or something like that it's almost like uh it's it's a somebody else's problem versus you know something that you that you go in and and change and work on um when you're bringing awareness to the community about how people can help what is that type of thing what can what can we do as as, as we go through our normal everyday life to be able to kind of give back to this kind of th this kind of community outreach, like what are the things that a regular community member can do? <clears throat> well, one of the things that you know we always talk about with special needs is the the form is, is the big term as far as inclusion, right? Being able to have access to everything that you have access to, I have access to, um, and then being able to have that acceptance and that understanding that um, you know in order to be in this, uh, you know, to have a, an inclusive center, you know, you need to have people that are compassionate about that and have an understanding that, you know, we all have uh, the same opportunities to have access to facilities, programs, and and to be able to, uh, you know, to accept them, you know, people with special needs is the only way, you know, that you can really have any acceptance in anything is to, you know, have some interaction. Um, you know, we're not talking about having, you know, going up to people with special needs and, and you know, just starting conversations or starting to, you know, being able to have a relationship. But more than anything, you know, I think anywhere where we are in our, you know, in our spaces, you know, where we are uh, outside of school or outside of work, you know, there's there's places where we encounter people with special needs. And sometimes you can't even tell, right? You know, you can't even tell if somebody has special needs, you know, usually, you know, you can tell if somebody has Down syndrome or you can you can tell when somebody has some, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
when they when you're out there and they start speaking to you then you can start you know okay this person's you know there's somebody with special needs or um but other than that you know a lot of people with uh like uh, for example autism on the surface they look just like you and i um and then once that interaction happens or once you see an interaction between them and, and a loved one or whoever they're with and then you start understanding okay this person has special needs um but for me like those are the you know you you routinely see the same people out in the community um but a simple hello you know it can be something where you can be a a, a good gesture of, of acceptance because a lot of times people with special needs or in this community has uh, it's difficult for them to in to initiate interactions initiate conversations uh and and so a lot of people you know if you don't if you notice if you have any interactions with people with special needs sometimes the discussion is always the same right sometimes the discussion or the questions they ask are always the same questions that they ask or they'll repeat themselves but that's them you know initiating conversation but you know it's limited in 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 what they can ask and how they can ask questions you know so a lot of that comes in from from us as well it's like okay so if, if i don't want you know this interaction to be the same thing about you know every single day um you know i'm the one that asks different questions i'm the one that's directing the conversation i'm the one that's getting to know the person and then from there you know relationships start building and then the the you know that you know what is it that those barriers are broken where now it's just not so much you know both sides you know being a little bit more hesitant to interact with each other it's just feeling comfortable speaking with somebody and and the main thing is just being genuine you know and and asking honest questions and and personal questions where you're just getting to know somebody um and so those are some of the things that i think you know are are, are something where we are bringing into our you know our program as well let me ask you about the physical aspect of it. I know personally, like I, I once I started really working on my own physical body, um, I have a lot more energy. I am I feel like I am I'm happier throughout my day. Like the physical changes a lot of my mindset. What do you find that it has a physical like when you when you're working out with with special needs kids, does it change their ability, maybe cognitive, maybe emotional? Um, what do, what benefits does it have, obviously, other than the physical aspect when you have these team building activities, these physical activities that you're doing with these kids? Uh, well, a lot of times, so, uh, you know, this population has doesn't have a lot of experience as far as where you know, how to push yourself physically, right? Um, and when somebody is doing exercise or they're working out, in order to get better, you you have to, you know, do more in a way, or you have to carry more, or you have to run a little faster, uh, or else those, those the, the progress is not there, is not the same. And to be put in that situation where your body is telling you, you know what, I'm tired, I need to slow down, I wanna stop, the mind is what keeps you going. Because your body is gonna is gonna tell you like oh, you know what I'm cramping up let's just slow down you know like oh you know what this is a little heavy let's not push ourselves right and so those are those that's your body talking to you and, and those are the thoughts that pop into your head but when when you're put in these situations and and you're put in an environment where not only you're by yourself you know you have a coach with you and you have teammates and and everybody's you know cheering you on cheering you on people are 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 able to encourage you and 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 then you are able to realize that you can do a little bit more and then that that starts to apply into other areas so 
So when you are doing exercises and you're, you're feeling shorter breath, you know, and you're starting to feel that those, those that high level of stress, it's the same whether you're doing exercise or you're in the classroom. You know, it's your mind that that can create that calmness within yourself. Um, and where this applies now to, you know, behavioral management, you know, being able to, you know, be able to control yourself uh, re and, and being under, able to understand those signs that you're either, you're, you're rising up, your level of stress is going up. What are the things that you can do in order to calm yourself down and to be able to go through this situation without being able to uh, like have a, a breakdown and, or just mm -hmm. or quit, you know, those are the things that keep you going. And uh, being within a team and having a coach and, and being with the, you know, peers that are going through the same thing are, is what, you know, our program is based about, you know, it's based on a team, it's a team centric approach. Um, and I'm doing what I do best is I coach, you know, I coach, I coach youth and I coach teams and, and from there, you know, we're able to build a community, especially with special needs, you know, parents, you know, families, it's, it's, it's very difficult to raise a child with special needs on your own. You know, you need to build a community around you. And uh, I think that's, you know, something that we're building here in the community. So tell me about team breaking barriers. Uh, you, you mentioned the community. It's already, it's already a difficult enough task to have to deal with uh, the special needs that are required for some of these students. And you said it's a lifelong, like, well, you didn't say it's a lifelong thing, but I'd imagine this is a lifelong thing. Some of these kids need uh, extra attention, extra care, because they can't handle uh, normal <laughs> stuff like everybody else. So you have to have this community around you. So tell me about team breaking barriers and that community. Uh, you know, what is it? What do you guys do? What do you offer? So Team Breaking Barriers started off by me being a part of uh, the community here at Eastlake. Um, so I would see my ex-students here at Bonds, at the at Otay Ranch Mall, uh, uh, you know, any any place out, you know, going out to eat. Um, and then, you know, over the years, I have had more and more and more ex-students that I would that I would see in the community. I'm a community member here. I live here in Eastlake. You know, I've been teaching at Eastlake since 2004. So every year, there's always more and more ex-students that I, I've encountered out in the community. And the one common thing that I that I that I came across with all of our students or my ex-students was that they are not doing anything physically to keep themselves physically fit or or or, or to be able to have something that they can do. Um, and so, you know, a lot of my ex-students would, you know, you can you would tell, you know, they're overweight, you know, they're a little depressed, you know, they just don't have that same light to them, right? Um, where that you, you know, when you see them every day in the classroom, you know, this is, you know, hum, you know, human interaction really does affect how you feel, you know, being able to have positive interactions with people affects you in a way where, you know, it wants you want to wake up in the morning, you want to go to the gym, because every time you go to the gym, you're celebrated, you're given high fives. And that's what we do at the gym. You know, every time you show up at the gym, you are celebrated because you're doing something difficult. Um, you know, physically, mentally, and, and you should be celebrated for that. And so what we do with Team Breaking Barriers is uh, we, we create a team. Uh, our, right now we're, we're doing teams of six people. We have one coach, six people per team, and we create workout plans. And then from there, uh, you know, the main things, everybody in our program or the, the majority of our, our, you know, entry level gym, you know, uh, fitness uh, programs that we do. 
which is functional movements, you know, being able to work with dumbbells. And then later on, we work with the barbells and then we start doing a little bit more difficult exercises. But, you know, you, but everybody has to start somewhere. And that's basically what we do is just uh, we start, you know, everybody at the at the base level where it's can you do a push up can you do a squat can you do a lunge. And these are movements that we have every day. And if you continually practice them two to three times a week, um, you know, now that your daily life is going to get a lot easier. So team breaking barriers is, is, is that, you know, what we promote is, you know, we're not trying to build bodybuilders, but if we find somebody that has that passion and, and can build up to, you know, having some more weight then we will. But the thing is what we try to do and the main thing of our program is we want to have people, we want to give people an opportunity to have an active lifestyle, you know, um, to be able to get out of the house, to be surrounded by people that are going to support you and push you and, and bring the best out of you. Um, that's that's the community that we're trying to build with this team breaking barriers is being able to have, you know, regardless of what happens in your life, if you lose a loved one, if you lose a job or if you're having difficulties in any area, you know, the one thing that is a constant with team breaking barriers is that you're going to have a community, a program that's going to support you physically and mentally as well. That's, that's what we have. You guys are their accountability partners. It is so difficult for people to start training to do things uh, that they haven't really done before. And you mentioned the the obvious reasons why, because it starts to feel a little sore. You get a little tired. It's a little cold outside. You find any excuse to not go. But when you have other people who are cheering you on along the way, that's a huge push to get you to do things when the motivation isn't there. So how do how do people get their get get involved as far as like if, if they have kids with special needs or they're 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 they want to get involved in this uh, sort of program? What's that process like? How is it like a wait list? Is there certain times when they can contact and reach out? What's it like to work with you? Uh, well, the process that we use uh, right now, it's, you know, very limited in a way um, because, you know, we are working out in an inclusive fitness center. So our, our gym that we work out is here in Eastlake. It's uh, called San Diego Strength and Wellness. Uh, it's a it's a nice, very nice gym. It's been been around in, in the in the Eastlake area for, you know, since 2012. So we're partnered up with a gym that's well established here in the community uh, with a gym that has, you know, provided, you know, the community with, you know, health and fitness for, for a long time. And it's a program that survived the pandemic. You know, it's a, it's a business that survived the pandemic, especially the fitness industry where, you know, people weren't allowed to go to the gyms, you know, and you had to come up with creative ways in order to be able to survive the pandemic. And, and for us to be able to partner with, with, uh, with the gym like San Diego Strength and Wellness is, it's been a blessing because not only do we know that, you know, they're gonna survive and they're gonna be around in the community. Um, their goal is the same as ours is to serve and so um, for us to serve the community here in Eastlake, it's been a pleasure and it's been a blessing for us to have a partner with San Diego Strength and Wellness. Um, you know, it's if you look around, if you go to any other gym, you know, Planet Fitness, you know, uh, 24 hour fitness, you're, there's no programs that are that cater to this population. There's no other uh, gyms here, in, at least in the Chula Vista area, San Diego area that, that you can find that has a program like ours instilled or partnered up with one of the uh, a community gym that caters to this to this population. 
And so for me to be, be able to start this here at Eastlake, it's, it's, uh, it's been a blessing because uh, I'm serving the community that I live in. And, and the idea is to be able to, you know, have this program here and now start going to other gyms, finding other, other partners um, in, the, in different communities where you don't have to go all the way to Eastlake in order to get this service. Um, and so for us right now, what we do, we currently have uh, 42 athletes that we're serving uh, here in the community. Almost all of them are, or the majority are, are here in the Eastlake, uh, live here in the Eastlake Chula Vista area. Because, uh, you know, if you are, you know, if you're living uh, somewhere closer to the five, you know, just to get all the way over here takes, you know, 30 minutes now, you know, and, and you know, if you live by Imperial Beach, it's going to take you like 45 minutes to get over here. And so we are, you know, I do know that we are like almost at the very east of Eastlake. Um, and so that's that's one of the challenges that we have in order to reach more people. But, you know, if somebody, you know, wants to be involved in our program, you know, all they need to do is reach out. You know, we have our website where they can click on there on our website, teambreakingbarriers.com. They can click on there in the bottom. Uh, they can send us an email. They can uh, be able to, you know, introduce themselves. Uh, and the only thing that we ask for in return, you know, for we work, we will work with anybody with any disability. The only thing that we do ask or that we do have uh, a requirement is just behavioral uh, issues. You know, we can't right now we don't have the staff or any or the, um, the capacity to work with people that have behavioral issues. And then the other part is that can you be within a group of six to one? So it's six athletes, one coach and you know, if you're not, if you have somebody that's not going to be running away on us or that, that can stay with, within the group, then, you know, everybody works at their own pace and we'll grow them. You know, the idea for us is to meet every athlete at their current ability level. And then from there, build a library of exercises that can they can do and then make our progressions and make some regressions if we need to. But, you know, the thing is, it's just finding where they are now and then being able to grow them from, from that starting point. COVID uh, changed the way we kind of interact. So there's, I know there's a lot of trainings that are virtual now. There's a lot of stuff that's, that you would like to do in person. Obviously you're working more of an in-person type program. Um, but if you could like wave a magic wand and kind of get the tools that you need to be where you want to be as an organization, what are some of those things that you're looking for today that people are like, you know, oh, I have that. I could definitely help with that. Or I can give this so much time or I can donate this location center. Like what are the things that you're looking for right now to really help your organization kind of get to that next level? Well, the one is going to be community partners, you know, being able to find another gym, um, you know, because the way we do our program, you know, it's very, uh, it's very close knit, you know, uh, where we work out now, uh, it's it's a fitness center where there's other personal coaches there. They have their own clients, and so you see familiar faces. You know, you see people that are gonna that are there daily. Uh, that are that the same people, and then the, the athletes that they train, and then the coaches that are there. You know, you know, with us. You know that I'm now that we're there at, at the same place. Um, those that's the type of community that we're trying to build where it's now you're seeing familiar faces, and now that's that those are breaking down barriers who are now. A lot of our athletes are seeing the same people at the gyms now instead of being a, a new face you know now it's a, it's a friendly face that's being greeted every time not just by me but other athletes that are there with the other coaches um and then the other coaches that are there 
So like if I were to wave a magic wand or anything, you know, the, and I think the, you know, just being able to have a facility because it, it only works when you are in a community that, you know, that, that has that cohesiveness uh, with the, and, and that, that they're, you're able to, you know, embed yourself, not, not being, you know, a, a big commercial gym is not where we're looking to do, at least at this moment where, um, you know, we're, we're trying to embed the people that live in the community to have access to places in the community. And so when you go to these big gyms, it's, there's not so much personal connection with that. Uh, it's just a bunch of people going out, working out. But when you have these centers, it's uh, that you you have then you know the same coaches, and they have the same uh, clients every day. And then you have your classes that are routinely around the same times. Then now those you know you know those hellos at the gym can be like a hello now at the mall. You know when you see somebody in the community. And so that's what we're trying to do is just trying to give people access to you know, things in their community. So, you know, you know, we're not trying to go 24 hour fitness right now. We're not trying to go to planet fitness. Uh, you know, we're trying to build communities. And I think this is, this is the uh, right way to start. Obviously in programs like this, funding can also be an issue to, to help grow organizations. Um, what's that, what's the funding situation like for you guys, as far as, uh, growth or for people to come on board, whether it's volunteer staffing, uh, paid staffing, or even, uh, kids that want to come on board to be clientele. So right now, um, we are, you know, there's, you know, it, right, the majority of, of our of our athletes are paying this privately. Um, you know, families are paying this privately. But right now, we're we're trying to get some support from the local regional centers. Uh, people with disabilities have access to what is called the San Diego Regional Center. Um, the regional center is uh, an agency that helps people get access to services um that help you know to improve their lives or to give them services like the speech OT. Uh, and then other therapeutic uh, services. The, the only thing is our, our service is it's still not completely been uh, accepted yet, um, you know, because there's there's so many services like uh, employment. You know, you can get a job coach, but, you know, try good luck trying to get a, a health coach, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you start looking into the industry, as far as, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of programs that help people for employment and, you know, people with disabilities have the highest you know rate of unemployment, you know, which is, is something that needs to be addressed. But also, if you start looking at the, at the physical aspects, you know, diabetes, you know, overweight, you know, depression, you know, there's a variety of different, you know, categories that people with disabilities are at risk to as well. And so for, for me right now, our, my next fight or my next uh, project is to get this uh, program, you know, funded through, through agencies that are receiving money from the state. You know, why wouldn't we help people get healthier and, you know, if, if, if there's programs available to them? Um, and right now there's, you know, there's not many programs that, that create this active lifestyle, that create this community of exercise, of movement, of being able to have uh, peers, friends, you know. So we do uh, combine a lot of our physical activities with, uh, with being able to create meaningful relationships. And so that's where the team-centric team approach is, is vital for this program and keeping people and, and, and being able to have them continually come and, and encourage them 
is by creating you know meaningful relationships with your friend with your peers in the or the the athletes in the team you know some of my closest friends you know today have you know were my water polo teammates when i was growing up you know i have friends that you know that are now 30 years relationships that we've had you know and that are close friends and it all started because we were on the same team and so that's that's something where i i i'm very grateful for for my mom you know putting me in sports uh keeping me in sports and uh because now a lot of you know my closest friends are still you know uh came from my team and so you know i want to give uh, people that opportunity as well something about connecting with human beings and and having a goal that we're both that we're all trying to achieve it just it gives us purpose and it really does build some of those relationships some of the funnest movies i ever watched are, are war movies and some of those lifelong bonds that you that you build whether you're you're in the military i got a couple buddies of of my brothers that are coming into town They've been they've been friends, you know, 15, 20 years now because of, you know, ex-military type things. Right. Like the team camaraderie is so important for a lot of people. It doesn't have to be on a physical space. It could be on an academic team. It could be in a club. It can be in whatever it is to build that community together. It makes a big difference. Um, we're running low on time. I want to make sure if, if people want to reach out to you, they want to volunteer. They want to help out. They want to be a part of the program. I know we've said it a number of times. But how can they do that? And uh, I want to make sure I give you the floor. Any final thoughts? Yeah, well, right now, um, we, we are not currently taking volunteers, um, you know, just because uh, we do have our, our own training, um, you know, for, for our coaches. Currently, we have four coaches um, in our program. Um, and the reason we're not taking volunteers and, and the way this was explained to me is uh, we're, we're not a nonprofit organization. Um, we, we are, you know, uh, a, uh, a corporation, you know, we are a program that has, you know, we have our own insurance and everything. But the way it was explained to me is like, you can't just walk into a McDonald's and say, hey, I want to volunteer to work here. And, you know, I want to learn how to make some burgers. Right. You know, you got to be hired by the company because, it, you know, there is a lot, a lot of liability. That, that goes into, you know, working with special needs. And not only that, but in the, in the space of, you know, in a fitness center, in a gym, you know, there's a lot of things that can, that are, that can be, a, you know, that are risky, you know, where you can, you know, the, the, you know, you just want to have people that, you know, that you, that you're working with trained and doing the same, but, you know, that doesn't mean we can't have volunteers out in the community. So what we are doing is, um, we have a, a nonprofit organization as well. Um, our nonprofit is so we can do social activities for little to no cost. And so all of our community activities uh, that we have are going to be for our nonprofit organization. And then from there, we are able to now uh, have uh, volunteers for those programs. Um, you know, usually what we do is uh, in the summertime, we'll do beach workouts. Uh, in the fall, we start when it starts getting a little bit uh, um, cooler we do some hiking uh we'll do bowling activities we've gone to the movies so we try to incorporate you know the things that we do in the gym to have access out in the community you know so we work hard in the in the gym so we can have fun in the community um and so but we are going to be looking for some assistant coaches as well 
Um, and then, you know, in order to get, uh, you know, that position right now, you, you know, you have to go through our HR team, which is me, <laughs> you know, right now I'm doing everything, you know, so I'm, uh, I have to do, you know, it's, I'm wearing many hats. So right now it's, it's, everything goes through me so I can be reached at, you know, info at teambreakingbarriers.com. You can give me a call. It's on our website as well. You know, uh, 619-921-9890. Um, and so if you are somebody that's interested in, in working with our with this population or if you know somebody that wants to participate in our in our program, um, you know, the best thing to do is to to call or email me and to set up a meet and greet. You know, it doesn't cost anything for, for me to meet you. It doesn't cost you anything to, for you to try out the class. It doesn't cost you anything to to come out. You know, all you got to do is just, you know, give us a shot. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we do is we give uh, people the opportunity to to try the class for free for a whole week you know we're not trying to you know make a quick buck here we're trying you know to establish lifestyles you know we're trying to create teams of, of people that are going to continually come to our program continually work out uh it's not something where we're looking for yeah you come out for a month and then you can leave you know and so right now we we're trying to just help people create lifestyles and and and, and our our goal our mission is to have an active lifestyle you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a hardcore workout program. You know, we just want people to to be active, to move their body and to to interact positively with people as well. George, you're doing amazing things for the community. Ladies and gentlemen, again, one more time, if you guys want to reach out, teambreakingbarriers.com. You'll find all the information there. He's on social TBB Team Breaking Barriers, uh, and you can send them an email info at teambreakingbarriers.com. George, again, you're doing some great things for the community. I commend you for all you've done. Uh, applaud you for even being able to leave high school to continue to follow <laughs> your passion. Uh, so you. it's it's a great thing, and I, I wish you the best of luck, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys want to volunteer, uh, find out more of the things that, that are going on, maybe contribute uh, or send a referral, they're always welcome to do that. Thank you very much, uh, George, for coming on the show. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace, and we're out. Super. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business.